Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Montana. Welcome in. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas, and we're coming to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport, this is their last week of their big anniversary sale. You can find huge discounts on their lot here in Missoula, corner of Stevens and Mount. You can also find the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest by visiting nwmsrocks.com. Check out their huge inventory and huge discounts now at Northwest Motorsports Anniversary Sale. Thanks so much for being here. Hope you're having a great Thursday. We're getting into the swing of things now, getting into the routine. Because it's a Thursday, this is going to be a basketball-dominant show. We have hoops all around the big sky, both women's and men's. Breaking news this afternoon, the Lady Grizz game against Eastern Washington in Cheney. 
scheduled for Saturday afternoon, called off COVID issues within the Lady Grizz program. When I first saw the email, I was thinking, oh, shoot, because I was thinking it was my, man, it might have been Eastern, and I know Montana State was already on the way to Eastern, so I was thinking, oh, I hope they didn't get four hours on their bus ride and have to turn around. But that game is off, but the game between Montana State and Eastern as of right now, a couple hours before tip, still on. Plus, men's hoops in the state of Montana for the first time since New Year's weekend. How crazy is that? The Cats haven't played at home since January 9th. The Grizz have not played at home since January 1st. I keep trying to figure out why can't I get a better beat on this Grizz team? Well, I haven't watched them in four weeks. So we'll be down there, Dahlberg Arena tonight, Idaho in town to take on Montana. Brooks Nuana is going to swing by second hour to break things down on the men's side of things, talk both Bobcats, Grizzlies, and all the way around the Big Sky Conference. Second hour is also going to include the second half of our segment with Justin Angle from Tuesday. Um, we went a little long, and so we cut it up into two different segments. So we'll play that for you. The Los Angeles Rams doing something very, very interesting when it comes to geofencing and ticketing because they're playing their in-state rival, the San Francisco 49ers, with a bid to the Super Bowl on the line. So Justin will break all that down for you. But because it's a Thursday, you already know how this thing is going to start. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, the Krista Redpath. Krista in studio with us. And this week, our presenting sponsor, the Missoula Downtown Partnership. If you want to stream the show, listen to the show anywhere on any of your mobile devices, which, by the way, got a very sweet message on our ESPN Facebook, Krista, by somebody that uh, I believe... They said that they used to babysit you years and years ago. They live in Florida now. Oh, I'll, I'll look up Carol the, Maxson. Uh, Carol yes. Maxson. There you go. So, yes. And she said a sweet message, and she said, I'm down in Florida. I would love to listen on my iPad. How can I do it? So I sent her the link, 1029ESPN.com. Just click on Listen Live. You can listen to us anywhere in the world, including in Florida. So hopefully she's tuning in. But I thought that was great. We got reach all the way down to the Sunshine State. Pretty cool. That is great, Coulter. Also, if you want to watch on YouTube, you can always do that as well. And if you want to get a hold of us, you want to be a part of the show, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. You want to remember that because we have a six-pack of beer and a sandwich from Warden's Market for you, a six-pack and a Sammy every Thursday here on Nuanas. Now we'll do that around 530, so stay tuned for that as well, 888-1029. You can call or text if you want to be a part of the conversation, be a part of the show. Or if you want to win one of our outstanding prizes. Speaking of Wardens, that's one of the great places in Missoula, downtown, you can eat. And right now, the Missoula Downtown Partnership, they are presenting this Downtown Dine Local Week. Get your taste buds ready, Missoula. January 24th through the 30th, from burgers to brunch, tacos to teriyaki, coffee to cocktails. Downtown Missoula restaurants have it all. Feed your soul and fuel your neighborhood. Brought to you by the Downtown Missoula Partnership. To learn more, visit MissoulaDowntown.com backslash Dine Local Week. And it's important because there's a whole bunch of great restaurants here in the city of Missoula. I think that everybody that is a, a Missoulian knows that one of the most fun things you can do is just go downtown, walk around, hang out with your friends and family, enjoy the river, the views, and a great meal. But it's important right now because a lot of these restaurants downtown, they've been struggling. And, uh, I mean, I know everybody's taking a hit, but... I read a striking article in The Economist last week about just how much revenue restaurants have lost. So if you are going out to eat, concentrate on dining local always, but particularly this week because there's a whole bunch of fun stuff. And you can always find out everything that's going on in downtown Missoula by going to MissoulaDowntown.com. Krista, what's going on? How are you feeling? What's I am feeling great, Coulter. Good. And I was just thinking about all the amazing eateries we have in Missoula. It is. I mean, there is so much... 
so oh, much good stuff. You could go out to dinner every single night of the week. It never get it would never get old. You could have a new place all the time. It's awesome. Speaking of uh, the Rams and the 49ers, you must be on cloud nine because I almost wore all 49ers. <laughs> Crystal's a diehard 49ers fan. What a victory on Saturday. I mean, completely implausible. I I love the Niners. I think they're an incredibly good team. But I didn't, I mean, nobody was putting their money on San Francisco going to win in a night game at Lambeau Field when it's five degrees. That's one of the great upsets. Packers going down. <laughs> it's one of the great upsets we've seen in the NFL. Well, uh, gotta love it. So congratulations to you. Thank you, Coulter. I, I felt like that afternoon, actually, my son's team had a club basketball game and it ended up at 6 p.m. thought, how is this possible right. I'm coaching? And it went into double overtime. Oh, geez. We were down by four with 11 seconds left. We came back and won. And I felt like there was no way the Niners were going to lose after we won that eighth grade game. So we were bringing them luck. What is your thought on Jimmy Garoppolo? Because he is like the most polarizing character Love, in the hate. NFL. Love, hate with him. <laughs> I, 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 here, here's the thing. I always try to emphasize this on this show. I know the NFL is a quarterback-driven league. I know it is. And if you have Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, guys like that, it does give you the ultimate chance to win, certainly. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, absolutely. But if you have a team with a roster flush with superstars that aren't quarterbacks like the 49ers do, then if you can just have an okay, solid guy, that's a key. I mean, I've, I've gone through this as a Vikings fan for the last 10 years. Mike Zimmer is a defensive coach. They have a defensive roster. They're trying to win with a quarterback who's not good enough. So I would have rather had a cheaper guy so you can keep all the good defensive guys. If you can afford Jimmy Garoppolo, that's fine. Give me Nick Bosa and, uh, you know, Debo Samuel and George Kittle all day long. Those are all phenomenal. I can't say too much. I feel like I don't want to set anything up right now. <laughs> She's I am a fan of Jimmy G right it. today in this moment. Uh, hey, that's good. I mean... Why not? I've won so much money betting on the Niners this playoff run. I'm going to keep it rolling. Why not? Crystal Redpath in studio around the big sky in women's hoops. Let's get into it because we have not just the normal slate of weekend games to recap, but in fact, we have three games each for the Montana and Montana State women's basketball teams, plus a whole bunch of other teams throughout the league because with all these postponements, pushing the schedules, Mondays become like the stacked day. Sometimes it just, like, blows my mind. It's so hard to even keep it straight in your head. Like today, Weber State was playing in the afternoon. One of our colleagues, Brett Hine, who covers Weber State down there in Ogden, he was tweeting about basketball at, like, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, what is happening? I guess there's a Tuesday game. Weber State, by the way, they did lose, and that's six straight losses for Weber State. So we'll get into that in a little while. But Monday, a primetime showdown in Bozeman. You were there on the call on SWX Montana Television. Montana State... And Montana slugged it out for about two and a half quarters. And then the Bobcats really opened things up with a 13-2 run down the stretch of the third quarter into the beginning of the fourth quarter. Taylor Jansen hit three three-pointers during that stretch. And uh, the Bobcats built their lead up to 21 points and then end up cruising to a 73-59 victory. Uh, before we get into some of the details, this is your initial impressions of this because uh, pretty wild to see the way that the, the arc of this rivalry has changed for 30-plus years it was almost an afterthought that the Lady Grizz would take care of business against the Bobcats. Now Montana State, they've won 10 out of the last 11 in this rivalry, including seven last in a seven. row. Yep. Seven in a row. It was a good crowd at the Brick, over about 2,300 for a Monday night. That's decent. Um, I, I think that the Bobcats came out ready to go. I mean, from the very start of that game, they were aggressive in all elements. 
They were after every loose ball. They made it extremely difficult for Montana to get into any kind of offensive flow. Um, Defensively, they were tough on the offensive end. They were spread. They were making good passes. Montana did make a run in the second quarter. But I'll tell you, Coulter, the dagger was the Sophia Styles turnover right before the half. Yep. That Leah Beatty, amazing steal, yep. led to a three by Caitlin Lamardo. At halftime, the game would have been different if the Lady Grizz would have been down two versus down six. Is that so? That to me, when I'm looking at the first half, and not to just get right into it, totally. I think that that's where there was a shift. And then second half, third quarter was all cats. And I thought that there was there was three moments like that in which the Montana State team set the tone. Darren White ripped Sophia Styles on the second possession of the game, went coast-to-coast for a layup, and that was sort of the beginning of Darren White absolutely dominating that matchup. Sophia Styles is tough as nails, and she's such a good rebounder off the wing, and she's never going to stop competing. But my goodness, does Darian White have her number. Darian White was wearing her out up and down the court. And, uh, I mean, that's not a knock on Styles as much as it is a true credit to Darian White. When she's healthy... She's second to none. I, I seriously think that she is so fun to watch. I was watching the game with a couple people that are sort of casual observers, don't follow it as much, and they were like, who's zero? Who is that? She is an unbelievable athlete, and she is. I mean, she is a top-level athlete. When she has her, her wind and she has her conditioning right, she's as good as anybody in the league because it's not just what she can do with the ball in her hands. She just hounds opposing offensive players for 40 minutes. I mean, she can shadow you for, from coast to coast the entire game. Right. I mean, five assists, so she found some hot hands. For sure. Montana State hit shots. Yep. Montana did not. And so I think that's also a theme. You know, one of the – you always look for themes when you're going into a game. I thought for sure offensive execution, whoever is going to claim the offensive execution and is going to set the tone there – and it's a game of momentum shifts, right, Coulter? So whoever is going to set that tone and make that momentum shift or make that run when it counts. I also thought foul trouble was going to come into play, keeping Cola on the floor – and yeah, Cole Badbear, yeah. And they did Cole Badbear, and they didn't experience that. That wasn't that didn't come down to it as much. Although Montana got to the free throw line more than Montana State, but 16 for 28 from the free throw line. Right. That's 12 points they left off off the table. Yep. I thought that the first steal by Darian White was sort of a tone setter. You're right. The sequence before the half gave Montana State some momentum after half, but I thought the game completely turned on its head when. Uh, the Lady Grizz had gotten a bucket, and then it was 48-41, and Sophia Styles got called for an offensive foul, and you could see she was visibly frustrated, and she was talking to the ref a little bit, and they got Montana State got a sort of an extended fast break transition off the inbounds. Taylor Jansen hit a three. Montana State got a stop because the Lady Grizz came down and tried to rush a little bit and were too fast in their offensive possession. Boom, transition again, another Jansen three. All of a sudden, a game that had never had more than a six-point deficit. It's a 13-point Montana State lead. And then Lady Grizz sort of melted down for a minute, and all of a sudden, it's 21. They did fight back at the end, but I thought that was the sort of the hammer. Let's talk about Leah Beatty and yes. her leadership. Four steals. I, I do think she had five. There yeah. was one that I didn't think got, that got recorded. Um, her leadership and her poise. She wasn't in double figures, but close. Um, timely rebounds. Um, just timely uh she, she just has a way of involving her teammates, and uh, just her leadership has really grown this year. 
We want us now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. It's around the Big Sky Women's Hoops across the Red Path. We do this the first hour of each Thursday show here during basketball season. Thanks so much for being with us. It is brought to you by the Missoula Downtown Partnership. It is Downtown Dine Local Week here in Missoula, so go enjoy all the downtown local eateries. Uh, that's something that we have been talking about, Krista. It's very fascinating to me and also um, affirming to my opinion of coaching and how big of an impact it can have when we analyze things and uh, we, we scrutinize things and then those things that were obvious to us improve. That's what we saw. We, we talked two weeks ago about Montana State needing to be more than just Darian White, needing to have certain players or just any players step up and sort of seize those roles. Well, last week, Montana State had four home games in seven days. They won all four of them, and I thought that the key was the emergence of K.J. Lombardo and, and Leah Beatty. I almost said Carla Beatty. <laughs> this is a mistake that I know uh, people around the big sky make because Carla, obviously a great player for the Lady Grizz once upon a time as well. Uh, but I thought that the emergence of those two, if, if they can sustain that level, that's what Montana State has to have. And I completely agree with you. I had a chance to visit with Coach Benford on Sunday night, and she talked about the investment in that leadership and those two players and what they bring to the team. The captains this year are Darian White and Ashley Van Sickle. However, a Leah Beattie is finding her way. And sometimes leadership is not the raw, raw, let's get everybody totally. going. It's lead by example. Yes. And she's steady in games. She is, absolutely. And and, and uh, I think you're seeing the maturation of those two young ladies. But I also think we had Trisha Benford on the show on Tuesday. And you know, I've covered Coach Ben for uh, my duration of my time since I moved back to Montana 10 years ago. And so I've gotten to know her very well. I've, I mean, I've interviewed her hundreds of times at this point. But just watching her growth as a coach has been so impressive. And I feel like she has, she, she sort of settled in and found her groove uh, a couple years ago and then has maintained it and continue to grow it. And now, Ashley Van Sickle is a great example of that. I mean, at this day and age in college hoops, it's so easy to leave. It's so easy throw to, your name in the transfer to portal. throw your name in the transfer portal. You know, you're Ashley Van Sickle, and you were starting when you were a freshman. And then Darren White comes in, and you're not starting anymore. Ashley Van Sickle could have easily left and probably found a place where she could start. But instead, she's bought into her role. As you mentioned, she's a captain. I mean, we got a great picture of her and Darian White walking off the court, Ashley Van Sickle's arm around Darian White, telling her, you know, great job that way. And I just thought it was such a, a telling photo because a lot of times those two wouldn't get along, but they do so wonderfully. And Van Sickle has become an absolute key portion of Montana State's rotation. Well, and I have to say she played 20 minutes. And when Darian wasn't on the floor, which is not very often, and Ashley and Darian, Ashley Van Sickle and Darian White do over overlap at times. Three assists, seven points in 20 minutes. If you're Coach Binford, you're so happy with that. And the other player that I think that is a testament to, to Binford's uh, patience that she has with players as they go through the ebbs and flows of their career, and that's one thing I think that you would agree with this, Coach Binford, Montana State aside, just broadly, I think one of the things that has um, is lost in Division One college basketball, men's and women, is the patience for players and also the fact just just the knowledge that you're going to have ups and downs in your career. It is so rare that you come in and you're an impact player when you're a freshman and you just linear get better until you're an all league player when you're a senior. You're going to have the ebbs and flows. It happens so often and I often think though that coaches sometimes 
shut the door on players, but also players get frustrated and leave. And I just feel like it's this open dynamic that I, I wish that people would just have more patience because you might be really good for a stretch in your freshman year and then have a little sophomore slump and then come back around. And like Gabby Maki is a great example of that. It looked to me like she was not going to have a role at Montana State after her sophomore year. And now here she is. Absolutely. Huge contributor for MSU. But I just think that dynamic is something that's sort of lost uh, in college basketball right now. It's developing a winning culture. And when when you mentioned that, I thought to myself, Coulter, two players that come to mind, Tori Martell, a player that was developed all yep. along and not lost in the shuffle with stars, but didn't necessarily get her her shining moment until her senior season, Blair Braxton, another one now an assistant coach for yep. Montana State, a player that was developed and came along, ended up actually coming off the bench at times, rotated with Madeline Smith. But you take a look at those types of players that are developed, and then you have to look at Coach Benford, 17th year. She has not had a losing season in the last 14 seasons. Very impressive the way that she has uh, built this program into absolutely one of the mid-major powers in the region. I mean, Montana State is an exceptional, exceptional program. And, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. 10 out of your last 11 against your rival, 12 out of your last 14. Get in for your fourth Big Sky title in the last six years. Continuing to recruit elite talent like Darian White and then also being able to put the pieces around her. It's a true credit to Coach Binford, and I think that uh, – it's what makes this Montana State team fun to cover. And I think you can see it within them, too. That's one of the things that stands out so much is how much fun they have. Well, and sure, and Coach Benford even alluded to the beginning of the season going seven deep and now relying more on their depth. You're going to take a look at the minutes and various player, players that did get those minutes. Taylor Jansen, 12 points, four for four from the three-point line. She's just been coming off the bench, um, getting 15 minutes a game. But because of Coach Benford's commitment to that depth, you're seeing players like that that were key minutes last year, some minutes this year, come in and make big plays when it counts. Duanas now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Duanas. Krista Redpath joining me in studio. It's around the big sky in women's hoops with Krista Redpath, presented in part by the Missoula Downtown Partnership. Want to know what's going on in downtown Missoula anytime, dine local week or anytime, period. Missoula Downtown Partnership, which is partners with the Missoula Downtown Association. They have a wonderful website that has any and everything going on in downtown. You can get gift cards to a variety of different places in downtown Missoula. All you have to do is go to MissoulaDowntown.com. Check out all of the happenings here in the Garden City. Let's talk a little bit about the Lady Grizz because... One of Bobby Houck's famous lines, Montana football coach, is if you're going 100 miles per hour but you're going in the wrong direction, you're just going in the wrong direction. Montana played very hard on Monday night. They scrapped for and they stayed in the game for about 25 minutes. But it was almost like an inevitable scenario where you could see that they were going to break because it seemed like they were so much tighter mentally than Montana State. Taylor Jansen and Darian White both talked about it in the postgame press conference. They said, we were so excited for this game that we were just loose. Coach Benford actually said that on the show on Tuesday, too. She said, maybe we should just treat these these young ladies like pros because we didn't do a single drill or anything. All we did was watch film and have a walkthrough because we were so tired coming off of Saturday, having played three games in five days. So they just kind of rolled the ball out there and let it roll. But, I mean, how much of that plays into it? Because I do think there was just a distinctly different uh, level of relaxation and or tightness for the Lady Grizz coming into this game. I knew what type of team Coach Benford would put on the floor. Yeah. I've seen it often. I've called many games. 
I wasn't sure about Montana, given the experience and what we've seen in the last rivalry games. And it's hard to go into the brick and For play sure. Montana State. I mean, Montana State is 50-10 and 10 at home over the last six seasons. So they are really, really, really good at home. But you look at Montana, and they have, I mean, they're definitely one of the top teams in the league. I mean, you, you, no question. These two teams battling, there were so many bright spots where you could just see players, where, where you could just see excellence on both sides of the ball. And so I know we've talked a lot about Montana State, but if you're Montana, where do you go from here, Coulter? You, you've got over 35 days left to go to Boise. You have to try to wipe this out of your memory at this point and continue to move forward. They won three games before this game. Right. So there's a lot to be celebrating or looking at or trying to build off of. Totally. That win against NAU was tough. And, you know, we're talking about one of the strongest offensive teams in the league. For sure. And Montana did a very good job shutting them down. Brett Holsinger has talked about it on the show a couple times in that uh, it seems like there's a, a – the Lady Grizz sometimes revert to old bad habits when things get tight. And he talked about that after the road trip to Idaho State and Weber State uh, when the Lady Grizz got swept. And he also talked about it after the game on Saturday – or on Monday, excuse me um, – just that sometimes when things get tight, it seems as if they sort of revert to where they were. And Sammy Fackin had a great individual performance on Monday uh, against Montana State. She had 24 points. I love the way that she plays basketball. I mean, she 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 just floats so smooth and seamlessly. She's such. It just seems like such a natural. But her 24 points, I think, is a double-edged sword. Because while she did carry the offense, I also think that she's at her best when she's slashing, distributing, and then sometimes shooting it, but oftentimes getting everybody else involved. I thought she kind of tried to take over the game, which is fine if you need it, but I I felt like that was sort of an example of pressing a little bit. When you take a look at shot selection, Carmen G. Filler had four shots. That's not okay. I know, and I said said on this exact uh, segment last Thursday that I thought Carmen G. Filler went at her best, was the most unstoppable offensive player in the league. Great job by Montana State to limit her like that. But also, like you're saying, you have to find a way to get Carmen G. Filler 10 or 12 shots. You have to. You have to. And I, I do credit Montana State because that was part of their plan, is to try to limit. I, I think they thought, well, the ball's going to be in Sophia's hands. Let's take away that first step dribble penetration, make her have to earn it, shoot it, score it. Uh, But from there, we need to limit touches for Carmen G. Feller, and they did that. Carmen had six points. Excuse me. She had um, five points and three rebounds. Just really struggled down low hitting Carmen. The other mental part that I thought was interesting, and this was just sort of me analyzing what everybody was talking about after the game, is that this rivalry, so much of it, first of all, this year's versions of the the. Cat Grizz rivalry have been so weird because usually one of the keys for everybody involved is mitigating the hype. There's going to be so much hype coming into the games. Well, the men's game had so much hype taken away, first with the women's game getting postponed or rescheduled, then with the men's game getting moved to a Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening in Bozeman, then with Montana State's football team stealing everybody's thunder and being the only thing that everybody in Montana was paying attention to for that weekend. So they sort of mitigated the hype. This scenario on Monday, there was no time. I mean, there was no interview opportunities or anything for us to talk about any of this stuff because they had multiple games to be played. 
Thursday, Saturday, Monday. That's right. I mean, I messaged Coach Binford and Coach Holsinger on Sunday and said, can we visit tonight? And actually, they appreciated not having to talk about Bobcat Grizz sure. before that day. Right. Because they had NAU and Portland State on their mind. Right. Totally. But then the 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 thing that, I, that struck me, though, was being familiar with the rivalry, being comfortable in the rivalry, knowing what the rivalry is going to, to hold. The Lady Grizz... Most of the players, actually, in fact, all of the players on the team, the only familiarity they have with this rivalry is losing to Montana State. No one has been part of a win other than Sophia Stiles and Abby Anderson. That's Red right. Shirt year, injury year, they were on the bench. That's right. And so it's almost like commonplace. And I just wonder how much of a factor that plays. I just wonder if there's a lack of a sense of belief. It's almost like it, it – I shouldn't say it's expected, but it's that's just been what the status quo has been for Montana against Montana State recently. It's hard to put your your finger on that one, um, being someone who I didn't lose to the Cats. Right. <laughs> so, um, so possibly the other way, right? Totally. Uh, but but sometimes we went into the brick and we were like, we got to get out of here without losing. You almost have to hate to lose For sure. more than you want to win, Coulter. And I, I know that could sound um, contradicting. But the, no, that's, uh, I mean, that makes absolute sense. I mean, that's the Robin Selvig special, right? He, he hated to lose. He would always figure out a way to win, no matter how ugly or dirty it possibly could be. We would pull up to the Brick Breeden, and we would park that bus one foot away from the Brick. We would go in and do what we needed to do and get out of Bozeman. <laughs> That's exactly what went down. Nuwana's now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuwana's Krista Redpath joining me in studio around the big sky and women's hoops. We are broadcasting to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Appreciate you being here on a Thursday. Uh, last thing on this rivalry game, Krista, the the football version of it has become Montana's Super Bowl because it's at the end of the season. And I think there's a lot of great things that come with that. I also think there's a lot of detrimental things that come with it, just in terms of national playoff pictures, mm-hmm. sort of the buildup to it, sort of the overhype, some of the vitriol that comes with it. But often... It is this end-all, be-all in football. And even if both teams are going to the playoffs, how do you bounce back if you lose it? How do you not get too big of a head if you win it? All those things. In hoops, it's a big deal, but you still have half the conference season left. So I think that's the main factor when it comes to this rivalry game in hoops, especially the first round. No matter if you win or lose, you cannot let it affect you moving forward, right? Right, and there's another game. There's another rivalry game. There's a part two, February 26th. Right. You get to run it back. Missoula, and I'm telling you, it will be a different game. Well, absolutely. and th- That's the other part that's so cool about the, especially the women's rivalry is I mean, the men Grizz and the men Cats draw really well, but they're not utterly peerless in the way that they draw amongst their league members. Weber State draws pretty well. Now Portland State has a new arena, so they get some good fans. You know, even though Idaho State hasn't been great lately, they still have a pretty good following in men's hoops. In women's hoops, it is peerless in the amount of fans that they get. And that's what's so cool is it is so tough to play in the brick. It's also so tough to play at Dahlberg Arena. And so the home court in this rivalry, it just it goes. It goes back and forth, and that's that's one of the main factors in it. Very exciting for the state of Montana. We're going to talk about the weekend that was outside of the rivalry game, plus some of the results from Monday Take a look at the standings and diagnose some scenarios for some of the top five teams because I do think we're getting a little bit of separation here in the league as we enter February. Nuwana is now around the big sky. Women's hoops with Chris Redpath. Keep it right here. ESPN Radio, back after this. 
Conference men's basketball teams return to the Treasure State for the first time in more than two weeks starting tonight. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. In Missoula, the Montana Grizzlies play their first home game since New Year's Day with Idaho coming to town. The last time UM took the court at Dahlberg Arena, the Grizz posted a 74-72 win over Weaver State. UM has won 4-5 since Big Sky play re-engaged on December 30th, including sweeping Portland State and Northern Arizona on the road last week. The Vandals lost six straight games to start the new year, but beat Portland State on Monday for their second straight win. The victories over PSU and Sac State marked the first two-game winning streak over Division I opponents since March of 2018 for the Vandals. The Grizzlies eliminated Idaho in the Big Sky Tournament last spring. In Bozeman, Montana State's men host Eastern Washington on Thursday in their first home game since beating the Grizz 66-59 on January 9th. The Bobcats have won 9 out of 10, including 5 in a row after last week's road sweep. EWU, the defending Big Sky champions, sit at 5-3 in league play despite the departure of head coach Shante Leggins and and eight Eastern players in the offseason, including Tanner Groves, last season's league MVP. The Montana State women play at EWU tonight, and the Lady Grizz play in Cheney on Saturday. MSU and UM's games against the Idaho women were postponed due to COVID-19 protocols. This 102.9 ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. Bet you didn't expect to hear a little raspberry beret, a little prince for you on your Thursday afternoon. Did I give you a heads up on that one? You did. Well, I, I was searching through our text thread because I had once upon a time asked you all the music that you liked. And, uh, I love Prince. I know you do. So that's why I catered it just for you. Chris Red Redpath in studio with me, Coulter Nuanez. It's Nuanez now. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on your Thursday. ESPN Radio coming to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport has got... An anniversary celebration going on until the end of this week. So you can check out their lot. They have all sorts of huge discounts. Corner of Stevens and Mount here in Missoula. Or you can check out the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest online at nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Speaking of anniversaries, it is our 10th anniversary here at ESPN Missoula next month. So cool for us. I've been along for the ride for about half the time, uh, but we will be doing a 10th anniversary celebration that's going to include some interviews with a bunch of people that uh, helped bring this thing to fruition, sort of created it from the the ground up. People like Ryan Tutel, my former co-host, Tucker Sargent, former co-host of the show, Tommy Evans, the man who built it all up as the main engineer here at Missoula Broadcasting Company. Maybe even hear from some of the old Guard, two guys like Dave Cowan, former GM here at Missoula Broadcasting Company. And every Wednesday, 10 wings every 10 minutes for the whole Wednesday show. How about that? You're used to winning wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill every Wednesday here on Nuanas Now. Well, how about we give you six times the amount of chances to win? Every 10 minutes for all two hours, every Wednesday during February, we're going to give you a chance to win 10 wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. So stay tuned for that. Very excited for that and very excited for our 10th anniversary celebration. It's like we made this thing happen. It's a real deal. We got a real ESPN station in Montana. Pretty cool. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, Chris Redpath in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas. This week, our presenting sponsor, the Missoula Downtown Partnership. 
The, the Downtown Missoula Partnership wants you to get your taste buds ready. Downtown Dine Local Week is here January 24th through the 30th. From burgers to brunch, coffee to cocktails, Downtown Missoula's restaurants have it all. Dine in, get takeout, order delivery, no matter how you dine. Missoula's Eats, Treats, and Drinks will feed your soul and fill your neighborhood. More info on Downtown Dine Local Week available at MissoulaDowntown.com. What would you say, 35 days away from Boise? Is that all? Very close. Very close. Well, the Big Sky Tournament will be in Boise once again. It's a very fun event. If you've never been, I suggest you go. If you have been, I know you're going to probably want to go back. We have two passes for you. Uh, in association with Skyline Sports, SkylineSportsMT.com, as well as the Big Sky Conference, all you have to do is text and or tweet us, Big Sky in Boise. You can tweet us at 1029 ESPN, at Skyline Sports MT, or at Krista Redpath, or you can text us, 406 888 1029. That's 406 888 1029 to send us Big Sky and Boise or any thoughts about the tournament. I don't know. Just engage with us. Hit us up. Let us know what you think. We got a pair of passes. We'll be giving those away the first week of March. So, very much looking forward to it. With Boise now, 35 days away, the league race is getting pretty tight, not only because of the logjam at the top of the league, but also because of all these crazy postponements. Again, if you missed the news, the Lady Grizz game in Cheney, scheduled for Saturday, has been called off because of COVID issues within the Montana program. Idaho also has COVID issues, so that means Lady Grizz won't play Idaho tonight, won't play Eastern on Saturday, so they'll get some rest coming off of uh, three games in five days over the weekend. But I think that we're I think we're one postponement away from critical mass. We're going to run out of Mondays. It's going to it's going to go from postponed to canceled here very quickly. Well, and it does get to a point where every team does go to the tournament, so you have to look at it that way. What are we doing in order to make these games up? They are student athletes, and I do think about that time when I was playing. It's very challenging to have these Monday games, and now Tuesday, Montana's going to play Idaho <laughs> on a Tuesday. I think that's challenging for all schools. I'm not saying just Montana, no Montana State. Across the board in the big sky, if you look at any of these teams, there are scenarios that put them on the road for three games in a row or seven games in 14 days, right. things like that, where your body just starts to wear mentally and physically. Your former athlete... I think that one thing that gets lost on people, too, is it's not necessarily just the the objective wear and tear. It's also so much of the rhythm of college athletics is routine, right? Mm-hmm. That's where I think they get thrown into a state of disarray is not just the physical stuff, but the mental stuff. You're so scheduled and regimented, and then all of a sudden your schedule changes, and you just don't know what to do, right? I think that this generation is just flexible because of COVID at this point. You just throw so much at them. I mean, last year, having to play two teams and do them in one city at a time um, and having things abruptly changed and veered off one direction, I think that you'll see that these teams are like, hey, the only thing we can control is what's in front of us, and that's what we're seeing within these big sky schools. Yeah, I mean, I I just remember talking to the football guys, uh, just how much it would just get disrupted. They'd have, you know, winter conditioning session. Nope, that's called off. Okay, we got a weightlifting block. Nope, now we got to go lift with just two other guys because we can't lift as a team. So I do think the disruption of routine, although this generation is flexible, I do think it is hard on the mentality of the kids, for sure. Let's talk about some of the games that happened over the last several days because we had games Thursday, Saturday, Monday, and then also today on a Tuesday. Northern Colorado beat Weber State today. So that's six 
losses in a row for Weaver. So they're sort of in a tailspin. We'll see if they can then uh, pull themselves out of that. But a couple of the, the impactful results from over the weekend. Speaking of Northern Colorado, uh, they lost a pair of close ones to Idaho and Southern Utah, but they did beat Weber State today. Northern Colorado remains sort of mysterious to me because they lost so much in the offseason. League MVP Alicia Davis transferred out. Um, a couple other of their Jasmine key. Gale's I mean, Jason Gales out, right? Alicia White transferred out as well. And then, uh, of course, their coach also left. Jenny Huth uh, resigned abruptly, which was still such a, a mysterious situation to me. But uh, where are we at with Northern Colorado? Because they, they did get a win today. Right. Well, I, I take a look at Northern Colorado. They're a team, you know, Kristen Matillo's in her first year. She's trying to find who is going to be her players to turn to. I mean, she spent two seasons, you know, as a top assistant under Mark Kellogg, where there's the Montana State connection. So there are all these Montana connections. But I think the jury's still out on Northern Colorado. Only one conference win. Yeah. Um, and, and you take a look at the standings, Coulter, and uh, there are, you know, Idaho, Weber State, Eastern, Northern Colorado and Portland State without winning records. Yeah. And and so I, I don't have enough to say about Northern Colorado yet in terms of where they're going to fall, but they've got to start getting a couple wins if they want to creep up in the standings. Also, we were talking about the, the teams with below 500 records in the big sky so far. The only one that actually really surprises me is is Idaho. Uh, Idaho, they lost in overtime to Sac State, and they just can't find the mark. Meanwhile, though, Sac State won three games last week. And Sac State might be actually, I guess, yeah, they've won four in a row now. They might be the surprise in the league. They're sitting there at four and four in Mark Campbell's first season. It was a tough start to the Mark Campbell era there at Sac State, but they've somewhat turned the corner. Well, you take a look at Isnell Nadebo, back-to-back player of the week yep. for the Big Sky Conference. Um, What's her backstory? Is she a transfer? She is um, six-five freshman okay. from the Czech Republic. Wow. Okay. Um, she is. I mean, she averaged 15 points, 15 rebounds over those games. But Coulter, what was the most impressive? She shot 75% from the floor and 75% from the free throw line. Very impressive, especially for uh, a young lady of that size. For a big underneath, right? And and then, you know, you got Liliana Tillman, who's also the leading scorer for the Big Sky. She's been bringing good presence to Sac State. I I think that we'll see how they progress. Um, They're going to enter a pretty difficult stretch of their schedule. But anytime you can build off of momentum of those wins, four wins for them is huge for this program. One of the most eye-opening results around the Big Sky Women's Hoops with Krista Redpath here on Nuana is now. One of the most eye-opening results of the last week or so in the big sky was not that Idaho State beat Southern Utah, but what was that Idaho State drilled Southern Utah. They beat them 80-60, to 60, and that was Southern Utah's first conference loss, and Idaho State just keeps humming right along. We're going to get to them in the next segment here because uh, they are certainly among the contenders, absolutely the favorite. Seton Sobolewski is doing a great job. He always has been, but this is a dynamite team. They have not been at full strength yet so far this year, yet they continue to just absolutely roll. But I want to talk about Southern Utah real quick before we take a break. SUU is 6-1 in the league. They're sitting there right alone in second place. Their their best wins, though, in the league are over Northern Arizona. It's a good win. And then Idaho and Weber State, and both of those don't look as good as when they happened because when they happened, both those teams not necessarily struggling as much as they are right now. But they got Southern Utah got waxed by Idaho State uh, earlier this week, and... Uh, they haven't played the Montana school. So is it still prove-it territory for Southern Utah, or are we believing in Southern Utah? I'm believing in Southern yeah. Utah. I mean, Tracy Saunders is a really good coach. Tracy Sanders, Hall of Famer for St. Mary's, yep. spent 12 seasons there on staff before she made the move to Southern Utah. Uh, she has She's starting three sophomores this year. When you take a look at that, three sophomores with two seniors, that's a pretty interesting... Totally. 
youth mixed with, um, you know, uh, just consistency with mm-hmm. your leaders. And it's just been interesting to see. I love the play the way Sherrod Adarty plays. I liked her from the very beginning. I have always said this all along. She could have been a preseason first team selection. Um, but also, you got to talk about Lizzie Williamson down low. And we've mentioned her before. Totally. There's size. So Dari Dotson, who was Dari Franson last year, so yep. I'm assuming there was a marriage or <laughs> something, yes, a certainly. name change. Um, but she's got height too at over six feet. They're long, Coulter. They're long. They're strong. They have they have dominant guard play. I definitely think Southern Utah is going to be in the mix this year. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops with Krista Redpath, proudly presented this week by the Missoula Downtown Partnership. Get your taste buds ready, Missoula. It's Downtown Dine Local Week. From burgers to brunch, tacos to teriyaki, coffee to cocktails, downtown Missoula restaurants, they have it all. Feed your soul and fuel your neighborhood. It's brought to you by the Missoula Downtown Partnership. Visit MissoulaDowntown.com for more information. Where are we at with some of the main contenders in the league, including the Bobcats, the Grizzlies, and especially the lead, lead the league-leading Idaho State Bengals? We'll tell you more. Keep it right here. ESPN Radio. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. What up, Montana? Welcome back. New on is now ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Want to hit the slopes? Great snow right now up at Lost Trail. They're open Thursdays through Mondays, 9.30 until 4 p.m. Plenty of more powder in store. Easy to find out all the information from ski lessons to small group training to anything else, snow conditions, all that. Go to LostTrail.com. Lost Trail. Go for the snow. It's a Thursday, so that means we are marching through around the Big Sky Women's Hoops with Krista Redpath. Krista, our Big Sky Conference insider, joining us here in the Northwest Motorsports Studio, talking all the way around the Big Sky Conference. There's supposed to be multiple games for the Montana schools tonight, but just one tonight because Montana State plays at Eastern Washington. The Montana game against Idaho called off, as was the Montana at Eastern game on Saturday. First, it was Idaho with COVID issues. Then it was the Lady Grizz, so no games for the Lady Grizz. Uh, this weekend, but Montana State, they do have the one game tonight uh, in Cheney. Crystal, let's talk a little bit about some of the contenders and scenarios right now in the Big Sky Conference because when you look at the standings, Idaho State um, a out in front of everybody at 8-1 and one in the league. Southern Utah sitting there at 6-1. and one. The Bobcats absolutely turned the corner last week. After taking a 16-day break, they won four games in seven days. So they sit alone in third place at 6-2. and two. Montana, after the rivalry loss, sits there at 5-3, and three, tied with Northern Arizona, but they do have a tiebreaker because they beat NAU uh, previously uh, in the weekend. So those are sort of, to me, the cut-and-dry top five. And still, though, even when I look at all those, I think Southern Utah, Montana State, Montana, Northern Arizona, all very good. But I still think that Idaho State, who are the reigning champions, Steve Sobolewski is doing a heck of a job right now. We're going to talk about them? Let's do it, Coulter. Let's talk about Idaho State. It's really interesting to look at them um, because they have a core group that we know and we've talked about. I like the entire starting five yep. down to like six or seven. Yep. Callie Bourne is not with the team right now. She's injured. Yep. 
We don't know what's going on with her. We don't know if she'll come back. The Draymond Green of the Big Sky Conference. <sighs> miss watching her Love play. That play. I, I just I, I think she's one of the greatest players in the league. I, I miss watching her play for sure. And we also have the fact that Diaba Canante did not come back until the 21st of December and didn't actually get into the starting lineup until January. Right. So we have Diaba that comes on, okay, and then now we have Dora Golish, who is still not back in the starting lineup yet. She's giving them really good minutes, and she's 26 minutes, double figures against Southern Utah. But my argument is they've won 10 straight, and they haven't even been at full strength. Yeah. Now, Tamika Whitman has played incredible this year. Yeah, and you can see that coming because she was definitely a rising, uh, uh, a potential breakout player coming out of last year. She she was, but she wasn't necessarily getting all the minutes. Totally. So they had had, I mean, and no one no one left yep. other than Delaney Moore, who's on staff. Yep, so right, really, right. they haven't lost anyone. Um, Ellie Smith giving good minutes. Steffi Ors. I mean, she is just an incredible player. And it's so, I was reading back in my notes in the 2016-2017 tournament, that was the emergence of a Steffi Ors. Right. And I'm going, okay, it's 2022. Right. She is continuing to climb the record books in all areas. Is there a more, a more crafty scorer in the Big Sky? Uh, she, she love the way she plays. She's 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 not necessarily that exceptional athletically. Her skill set is unbelievable. I mean, she's scoring at such an efficient level. She had like 25 on 10 shots the other night. It's just so impressive. And so it's just interesting to see this, and, and I can't wait to be on the call next week, Idaho State at Montana State, and to get to talk to Coach Sobolewski and get to see these players in person and find out what's going on with Callie. Um, hopefully she'll be back. You hope that everything's fine. Sounds like uh, inside info okay. uh, coming from the guys in the back. Sounds like she could be back relatively soon. So not out for the year at least. So maybe expected to be back at sometime. But if you're Coach Sobolewski, don't you think you're happy with where you're at, Coulter? Oh, for uh, sure. Winning 10 games and, and having a weird season in terms of injuries and not being able to have a cohesive starting lineup. It's been changing for him ever since the beginning of the year. And you hope that you keep your veteran guards in the mix. And he hasn't had both of them together, Diabo Canante or Dora Golish together. There's such a parallel to me between Seton Sobolewski and Trisha Binford in the, in the, the detail of when you finally find the sweet spot of what your coaching style and your personality is like and then recruiting players that react to that. Trisha Bidford's players are very much an extension of her. You can, she's a very pleasant and calm... Well, Darian's an extension of her. Absolutely. Sure. Darian White absolutely is a great extension of Trisha Bidford. But they play very much like Trisha Bidford's personality is, and that's sort of the sweet spot. Seton Sobolewski had a little bit of a tough time in the middle, in the early and middle part of his career, because he is such a hard-nosed coach, and a lot of times that would have players that they would kind of go away from that. They they didn't like it, or they would leave, or they wouldn't respond to it. Now he's got this international flavor. I mean, I did a Zoom last year with Callie Bourne and uh, Dora Golis, and they're like, we we love it. We love when Coach Subo's getting on us. Like this is this is the international flavor that we're used to. We're used to coaches, you know, yelling and being hard on us. And I think that that, I mean, that's why I think that they haven't missed a beat, even though they've had a couple of the best players in the league miss time. Right. And it's not always pretty. Yeah. We've talked about this on the air. It's a defensive minded team, totally. which is similar to now what we were seeing with Montana again. We're seeing Coach Holsinger really return to the roots of the defensive play. But Idaho State just grinds it out and they find a way. And it, it, since we've moved this tournament to a neutral site, the Big Sky, Idaho State has been in the mix every year for three years at Reno. Yep. Now our fourth year in Boise, they have been there year after year. Absolutely. Next week, that's, that's a Thursday game, right? 
It is Thursday. So Idaho State at Montana State. Well, Crystal will be on the call, uh, SWX Montana Television. And I actually love that matchup too, though, because for those that don't follow it maybe as, as heavily, the, the best rivalry or the most visible rivalry in the big sky is always going to be in the Cats and the Grizz. But Idaho State, Montana State is a phenomenal rivalry. Some of the best women's basketball games I've covered over the last 10 years have been between Idaho State and Montana State. There was the epic overtime game that uh, the Bobcats won to sew up the Big Sky title when Peyton Ferris was a senior. You know, there's the heartbreaker in Reno. I mean, there was the heartbreaker when Juliet Jones hit a three-quarter court buzzer beater to beat the top seed of Bobcats. One of the most shocked I have ever been covering a sporting event. And, it, and on and on and on. They've had some all-time classics when they square off. That call that I was on with Steve Klauke, we were silent. When that when that no, number nine seed beats right. Montana, it was it was just shocking. It was absolutely shocking. It was it was at the same time the most exuberant I've seen a group of people at a postgame press conference and the most devastated. I've never felt more bad for an athlete than Jasmine Hamas sitting in front of the press having to talk. It was brutal. It was horrible because she was so disappointed. But that's sports. The agony and the ecstasy is what makes it so great. And then you talk about Idaho. Right. They, they had come back into the big sky. Right. right? So they won the WAC yep. the year before. Yep. They're back-to-back NCAA appearances. So then you talk about that is where John Newley was on no the rise. Question. So you could you could just play off of this with all of these coaches. Oh, that, I mean, that first quarterfinal day of Re- the first year in Reno was the single craziest day of basketball I've ever watched. Idaho and Weber State each hit buzzer beaters to send it to an overtime and then a second overtime, and then Idaho ended up winning on a buzzer beater. Crazy. That was after the half-court heave that beat Montana State. That was one of the most wild days of basketball I've ever seen. Full slate of games in the Big Sky tonight. Northern Colorado at Weber State. Northern Colorado coming off of their, I guess, second conference win earlier this week. Weber State's lost six in a row. This is a, this is a big game for Weber State if they want to halt uh, sort of the, the bleeding that's going on right now down in Ogden. Well, in Weber State, there was a lot of talk about them in terms of, and we and we've talked about them. Darren Hitchcock, sure. I think, has played great. There's just there's been some play that I've that's really stood out. I think the week that they played Montana and Montana State was very brutal for the Montana schools. Yep. Um, we also have to think back. There were some crazy storms in Montana, yep. and so players couldn't get into practice either in Bozeman or Missoula. Right. Because everybody issues. was coming back from Christmas everybody break. Everybody coming right. back from Christmas break. It's just a brutal week to travel. Yeah. And so you wonder if Weber State just happened to catch them when both of those teams were down. Remember, sure. without Sophia Styles, without Darian White. Uh, for one of the two games, and so I don't, I don't want to point too much of a picture, but Weber State just hasn't quite found their stride sure. since then. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how they respond in the second half of conference. Portland State at Southern Utah. Portland State still looking for their first conference win. Southern Utah coming off of their first conference loss against Idaho State. Uh, Portland State. They're playing three freshmen in the starting lineup. It's a rebuild for sure with Chelsea Gregg at the helm. So uh, they will get better, but I, I do think that Sunny Utah probably has an upper hand in that matchup. Sac State, red hot right now, but they have to play in Pocatello tonight. That'll be a, a prove-it game for them, but also uh, Idaho State just chugging right along the juggernaut in the league right now. Uh, but last thoughts here, Krista, for the Montana schools. Montana State, the only the only one of the two Montana women's basketball teams playing tonight. They play at Eastern Washington. What are your thoughts on the matchup in Cheney? Well, I really like the play of Jadia Martin and Jacinda Buckley. Those two players, uh, you know, uh, Jadia is, she started all 18 games. She's a Washington product from Vancouver. Jacinda Buckley is a sophomore. Um, Jadia is a freshman. And so when I look at that, and then I just keep wondering when Aaliyah Alexander is going to come back because she was one of my favorite players in the league last year as a freshman. 
She started all 21 games, averaged almost 11 points a game, just a dynamic, fun player. So when I look at Eastern Washington, there are some pieces. I think if your first-year head coach, Jody Gleason, you're trying to put those pieces together to try to string through some good basketball where you can cohesively put together four quarters. So that's going to be the question mark against a veteran team like Montana State that is playing their best basketball of the year. It'll be interesting to see this evening. I, I think it's a, a big game for Montana State, too, because it was a huge turning point for them to win four games in, in seven days. And they're taking on a, an Eastern team that's only 2-7 and seven in league play. Yet, there's a huge chance for a letdown coming off a rivalry game and just not even a letdown from a mental perspective, just from a physical perspective. That's a lot of basketball. So I do think if Montana State can figure out a way to get one out in Cheney, then they'll get a welcome break not having to play on Saturday with the Idaho game getting canceled. So I, I think it is. It's important for Montana State to carry the, the momentum of what was the best week of their season so far. Right, and then regroup and ready, get ready for Idaho State. So you're absolutely right, Coulter. This will be an interesting matchup this evening. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops with Chris Redpath. We do this each first hour of Thursday's shows for the duration of basketball season. The presenting sponsor this week, the Downtown Missoula Partnership. Downtown Missoula Partnership wants you to get your taste buds ready. Downtown Dine Local Week is here January 24th through the 30th. From burgers to brunch, coffee to cocktails, downtown Missoula restaurants have it all. You can dine in, take out, order delivery. No matter how you dine, Missoula's eats, treats, and drinks will feed your soul and fuel your neighborhood. More info on Downtown Dine Local Week available at MissoulaDowntown.com. Krista, thank you so much for being here. Wonderful to see you. Thank you, Coulter. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, Hour 1 in the Bucks, Hour 2 coming at you. How about a little men's hoops action? We got the Montana schools back at home for the first time in weeks. Our takes on the Big Sky Conference, Brooks Nuanas, SkylineSportsMT.com, swinging by. Keep it right here. Back after this. Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sports Bet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sports Bet Montana location or by using the Sports Bet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sports Bet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sports Bet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sports Bet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Get Commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 